You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website www.whenchristianspeak.com and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth in relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to Change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. All right, so we're talking about what's under your spiritual hood. Okay, y'all ready for it? All right, so... 
All right, so, so let's take a look at what, what calls this driving a stirring responsible. Y- y'all know what stirring is, right? Okay, s- s- some of y'all know what stirring is? Okay, all right. Did we examine the car? Did we examine the car before we started to drive? But see, I'm going to meddling with these because y'all thinking I'm talking about the car. I'm talking about us. Did you examine yourself this morning before you got, got in the car? Okay, so what do you think you might find if you didn't examine the car? You might find a leak. You might find you need oil. You might find you need water. Gas. Gas. <laughs> That's real important. <laughs> but, but what did you find when you examined yourself this morning? Attitude adjustment. Okay. What else? Food. Food. How many of y'all ate this morning? How many of y'all should have ate? To see, there it is right there. So we know it's the attitude adjustment. We're on the lookout. Look, be on the lookout. All right, let's find out what else about staring a car responsible. Paying attention. Were you paying attention this morning to what was being said? Now, I'm not even talking about the service. I'm talking about when you got up. Did you pay attention to what your thoughts were saying before you even got up out of bed? Did you like what the thoughts were saying? Or did you say, I think like this all the time? That too, I appreciate your honesty. Well, what else about, now we're talking about staring. Just staring your day based off how you wake up, about what you pay attention to. Are you paying attention to ugliness or are you overlooking it? But now, what would you do with ugliness? I mean, I, I know nobody, what would what, you do with that? Do, do you pay attention to it or do you bypass it or do you forgive them? What do you do? She snapped back. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, I might pay attention to it. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. but then I, um, I'll switch up. Okay, you switch up. And where do you switch to? Well, it depend, for me, it depends on what I feel like that person's intentions were. Okay, got you. You okay. know, they, they really mean to say okay. something that ugly. Okay, got yeah. you. Okay, all right. All right, let's find out about staring. Are you distracted? Did you check to see whether are you being distracted? If a car passed by, are you looking at them instead of looking at the road? So who are you looking at that's distracting you from walking in his word? I'm just asking a question. I'm talking about staring responsibly. This is a real question. Who's distracting you? Should you keep looking at them if you know they're a distraction? Check, check, check on, check, check to your neighbor, check, check to see whether they're okay, whether they're still staring. You okay? What, what, what are they saying? Okay. Are you going to speed limit? Oh, are you going too fast to make the adjustment that's necessary to cause you to walk in peace? So are you going so fast that, that you're just bypassing everything that you need to pay attention to? What, what is God saying to you this morning? What was he saying this morning? What is he saying now? Is he saying that, that you need to pay attention? Or are you already at the next stop? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Are you already at breakfast when we haven't even got started? How fast are you going? Well, I'm just talking about driving, stirring responsibly. Are you being aware of your surroundings? Do you know who you're sitting beside? Have you gotten the word that you need to be praying for, need to be interceding for? need to be asking, is there anything I can do for you? Are you aware of your surroundings? When, when, when you went off track and you took the wrong exit, are you aware of your surroundings? That they got some stuff going on on this side of the road. Are you aware? Are you watching to see what adjustments needs to be made? 
Have you noticed the traffic and other signals? You know, when a person put on the flash, are you noticing it? Are you moving back, putting on brakes a little bit? What brakes out do you need to use in your life right now? About some situations that are going on in your life where you need to put the brakes on because you want to lay them out. Am I talking to anybody? Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. I got one over here. Too loud? Yeah? Are you, 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 are you noticing the traffic? Are you noticing the people around you? What's going on with them? What's going on with you? Do you need to sit in the car a little longer before you get out to make that traffic adjustment on the inside? Just talking to people. Because I'm talking about driving, staring responsibly. You following the alert? The alarm? Are you following the alert? You see trouble with that person. Are you still going up to him? Because the Bible, my Bible says a wise man and woman sees danger hides themselves. But if you know this, the alert has already been set and you need to make an adjustment, are you making the adjustment or are you just continuing to go the way you think you ought to go? Well, see, God is always talking to us. We just got to choose to listen. I'm just talking about driving, stirring, stirring out of the way of things. You see something in the road, stir out of the way of it instead of going through it. I'm just going to go through it. It shouldn't be there anyway. Are you a defensive driver? Uh-oh. Are you? Okay. <laughs> I got one over here. <laughs> what, other, what, what kind of drivers are the rest of you guys? A defensive driver, you know, is ready to turn at a moment's notice. They know they want to get to the place where they want to go, but they're not willing to die to get there. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So read in between the lines of that. We're talking about staring responsibly. But if you're a defensive driver, you can make the necessary turns because you don't want to run into the problem. Your steering will allow you to miss the problem. Are we missing any problems or are we going into it? Some things we got to face, but other things, if we're a defensive driver, we'll turn from that instead of going through that. How we ask God what's going on with that situation. How we talk to him about it. Can y'all read this with me? Is there a parallel between how we stare our cars and our lives? I heard some grunting over there again. Is it? Y'all talk to me. Is it? Is there a parallel? I got a young lady right here just said yes. I got a lady right here. I think so. Well, I, I I feel like I'm a, a cautious driver. Uh -huh. I see something coming up ahead, and okay. I, I, I'll take a... Uh, uh, take a turn off the highway real okay. quick because I see traffic uh -huh. buckling okay. up or I look ahead of time to okay. see if, if traffic's going to be heavy on the highway okay. and I'll go a different route. Okay. I, 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 okay. When I see trouble, <laughs> okay. Okay. I try to go the other way. Okay, I appreciate it. Got one here. Yes, ma'am. According to the list of defensive driving, uh -huh. that's how I deal with um, people. Okay, G give me an example. Since <laughs> um. <laughs> so it went there, you went straight in there. Okay. Like, I have an issue going on, uh -huh. and I have to be alert. Like, um, let's just say I was invited to dinner. Okay, all right. But as the person invited me to dinner, I also noticed that they kicked the other person as if, okay. you know, okay. kicked okay. the other person like, mm, you know, to okay, say gotcha. whatever okay. They, okay. that underlying uh -huh. information was. Okay. So I've not gone over there for dinner. Okay. I, I, so which one of those categories did, did that fall under? Did anybody pay attention? 
Defensive. She's a defensive driver. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. All right. Paying attention. Okay. Being alert, okay, and I was a defensive driver. There it is. She told you. All right, we got one here and one here. Go ahead. So you tell me, Pastor. All right, y'all okay. listen now. Pay attention. So the way I drive, oh, uh -oh. <laughs> I be up on people's bumpers. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> I obey all the traffic signals. Okay. I do stop for three seconds when I'm at the stoplight. Okay. I don't roll, roll and stop. Okay, but I be bobbing and weaving mm -hmm. and swerving through the car. So what does that say about me? Where, where, where y'all at? That? Huh? <laughs> what is? No, she said that's jazz. <laughs> that, that's not on the list. That, that wasn't in the list. <laughs> no, seriously, I want to know. Okay. What does that mean about my life? Well, well, you're definitely a defensive driver because you haven't hit a wreck. Although you go past the limits, you know, like you said, getting right up on people. You know, how much space are we supposed to have between us and another cop? Okay, Carlin. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying defensive because you haven't hit a wreck. Okay, but you bypass all the the inner, the laws. Okay, all right. You shared that last week. Anyway, let's keep going. All right, over here, Will. Uh, this, this is uh, this is improving, but it's not consistent. So okay. um, I've noticed that um, when I um, am, am running late, okay. whether oversleep or something like that, and have to be somewhere, obviously I'll naturally go faster. Okay. And then uh, one of the things that you well know, and maybe other people know, is sometimes anger is still a challenge for me. Okay. So I'll get angry, but I won't get angry at the per person. Okay. I'll get angry at the light. Okay. So I'll be okay. like, uh, freaking light, change. Okay, and, and okay. So it's I, not I, even I, the person. So, okay, okay. So, so what, I, what I've tried to do is wake up a little bit earlier okay. and leave a little bit earlier, and then I'm not stressed, and then I'm driving the speed limit. Okay. I'm not, I'm not getting tense, okay. and, you know, and I have peace as I go into work or wherever I'm going. Okay, okay. Yeah, I so. appreciate the honesty. You say I'm, I'm I'm growing in that area, all right. So anybody else? Oh, I got somebody. Okay, all right. So let, let's take a look. Uh, we stopped at two types of op, uh, obstacles. We talked about or talking about briefly personal, personal obstacles, and then we're looking at spiritual obstacles. Which one you think gonna is gonna come after you? Why why y'all say the spiritual? Write this down. If, if they can take our identity, we can lose the war. Because, see, if you take somebody's identity, you take their worth. But their worth is in Christ. So everything, and, and I'm going to go over three, three types of stuff that, that, that goes on in the spirit realm. And you can identify how. It manifests in your life. Once I give you the code, you'll be able to, able to identify what's coming your way. Okay? Everybody got it? All right, so if we look at that personal, how many times this week you heard somebody mention something about finances? So there's going to be a personal obstacle. What, what I mean by that is if we don't budget, then we overspend. Or a spending plan. That's, yeah, they, I've taken the word budget out because people get real tense. when. Yeah, I mean, you, you could probably feel the person sitting beside you get tense when I said budget. So let's say spending plan. That gives you room to spend. But what happens is that's going to be an obstacle. If you haven't created your spending plan, it's going to be an obstacle. Because we know holidays come up. But what, what holidays coming up where you know I'm going to spend money? Christmas. There it is right there. Uh-huh. Christmas. So, so, but if your budget's not straight, the enemy is going to use us overspending as an obstacle. Because after you overspend, what happens? 
you gotta you in debt and you gotta do what? Pay it back. Your health. That's a personal obstacle. If we haven't done the things that are healthy for us, then that problem increases itself. It never stays the same. But it comes and it comes to add on to what's already there. Relationships. I don't even need to get you guys to raise your hand about that one. Relationship. That's that's a personal obstacle. Because should I stay? Should I go? Should I have been here? Did I stay too long? When am I leaving? <laughs> that's a personal obstacle. Because guess who chose the person you with? Oh. But they came after me. They said all the right things. Your career? Should I stay? Should I go? Are they treating me right? That's a personal obstacle that's coming up. Do you like the people you encounter that you work with? Are you lied on? Are you talked about? Are you talking about lying on folk? We're just talking about personal obstacles. What about personal growth? How, how much do you want to grow? Are you willing to walk over people to get to your, your career growth? Do you do only what's asked or above what's asked? So who are you working for? Are you working for them or are you working through, for Jesus? Working for the Lord. Whatever you find to do, do it with all your might as unto the Lord and not unto men. But, but that could be an obstacle. I don't like the person I'm working for. I don't like how they treat me, how they talk to me. They look over somebody and they, they always treat them this way, but they treat me this way. Wow. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to get the method. So spiritual obstacle. Now, this is what happened in the spirit realm. When we deal with obstacles in the spirit, what happens is it's coming after our faith. Because see, faith calls things to be not as though they already exist. It didn't say that the personal obstacles come that way. But it, it, it comes against our trust. Who are we supposed to be trusting? Trusting Jesus? Trusting believers? Trusting the word? But then the spiritual obstacles come after identity because our identity is in Christ. Our identity is in Christ. And we have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit as our relationship. And so if, he, if the enemy, those obstacles, because how many people know, well, well some of y'all been that way, offended at church. Don't, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Just keep it to yourself. Just for right now. I know who you are. Say, I know who you are. <laughs> but, but, but what happened to that? If you offended at church, what happened? What did you say to yourself? I'm going to look at the exercise. What did you say to yourself? I got Mike coming your way. Yes, sir. Sound when you get offended, you can't hear what you're trying to tell us to help us grow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You have to tell yourself that it's it's not about you. It's about God. Okay. So for me personally, I um, you have to overlook that and, and see why God placed you there. Uh-huh. And, okay. and I'm not here for people, so okay. I'm here for the word. Okay. So for me, I have to remember that. Okay. All right. Because y'all do know what church is, right? Oh, she, she went there. She went there all the way live. She called the hospital. I was going to be nice about it. But go ahead, sis. I, I agree with you. Yeah, a hospital <laughs> got sick people in it. Some of them get well, some of them die. Some get well enough that they think they can leave. I got what I needed to get. I don't like what you're talking about. 
I, I mean, I, I can talk to y'all about spiritual stuff, right? We're talking about hindrances. So, so what did you just walk out of? You walked out of trust that the people leading you not doing the right job? You could be a pastor, but he didn't call you. It's a lot easier to talk about what should be done and you not do what you're supposed to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just talking real time. I'm talking about what is he after for spiritual attacks? Because if he takes your identity, what's, what's in your identity? Christ's supposed to be in there. But if he can take your identity, if situation obstacles can take your identity, you can walk out of what God called you into. He's, he, he used doubt, fear. And, and, and see, y'all write this down. This is the first time I told y'all write something down today. Okay? Emotions are always telling us something. If you can locate your, the emotion, you can find out what you're telling yourself. So what does fear say? You can't do it. You tried it before. It didn't work then. It won't work now. Why try? You too old. You too young. You too small. You too big. You too short. You too tall. And then people add to those sentences. And, and they live a life based off what that fear said. So I always try to locate what is the emotion to find out what's being said. Because the emotion will always lead you to what you're saying to yourself. Temptation. I'm not talking about the group. <laughs> Temptation, I mean, that's a nice way to say, I'm going to lead you astray. I'm going to take you out of your element. You've been serving God for a long time, and you haven't gotten any fruit yet. But what if God is waiting on your character to be developed in a place where he can bless you so that you won't hurt your own self? If you haven't been promoted, look at your character. Will you show up ahead of time? Will you show up on time? Does the supervisor have to be there for you to do your job? Well, I, let's see. What time she normally go to lunch? What time she get back? You take two lunches. Am I talking to people? Am I talking to anybody? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, is he talking about you? Huh? <laughs> Some of y'all can't even look at your neighbor. But you want to be promoted. You can't even look at your neighbor. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you, if that's okay. What are your habits? Is your identity being stolen by using habits? Do you wait on, if, if you're married, do you wait on certain people to go to bed so you can look at the, the stuff? Y'all know what the stuff is, right? The stuff. The stuff. Huh? Y'all went mighty quiet. <laughs> what kind of habits you got? Is your identity stuck in the habit? Freedom is in habits that God creates. He said, make sure you go to church. He said, make sure you pray. Make sure you read the word. You got a habit for everything else. Do you have a habit for that? I'm just being real. Make it plain. Distractions. This is a different type of distraction. If things don't go your way in church, are you distracted? Do you get ugly? Y'all know what ugly is, right? We get to see another side of you. And then you try to fix the side so next Sunday everything will be good. But when you showed off and showed up, some people still remember what you looked like last Sunday. I'm, I'm looking at the exercise. This is real time, right? Is it okay, Bernetta, for me to share? Okay, Bernetta said it's okay, then it's okay. All right? Are you under spiritual attacks? Because he's coming after that identity. I keep coming back to the identity because if he steals that, the enemy steals that, 
then he's removing who you really are. You only respond to a situation according to who you are. Y'all know weepers? But see, people can weep and still fight. You understand what I'm saying? Or do you fold and just then start pointing? God don't do, God, I prayed about this and God, man, what happened there? Did you pray? Did you believe? Let let me mess with, let let me go ahead and talk about three categories in the spirit realm. Y'all ready for this? Because I'm I'm taking you to a place where you'll be able to identify what's coming your way. In uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, in the Amplified, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. So when we sin, we're going to fall in one, three, one of those three categories, if not multiple. You can start out with one, the lust of the flesh, and end up with the, 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 um, the pride of life. You don't have to skip them. You can just get them all together. But it's our decision how we want to look at this thing. I'm telling you, man. Let me keep going. Pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of an earthly thing. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. So let's take a look at this. Let's take a look. Because we're talking about spiritual realm, right? We're talking about obstacles. Let's look at some obstacles in the spiritual realm. So lust of the flesh. Let's find out what it is. Y- y'all locate yourself. Y'all read? I'm going to read it. Y'all decide where y'all are. You got to raise your hand. Unless you want to. All right? Okay. <laughs> lust of the flesh. Everything that appeals to the physical appetite and satisfaction. Amen. See? See? Okay. Y'all go ahead and raise your hand. Is that you? Let, 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 let me keep going, though. In, in that category. Y'all read? I, I see two hands. Okay. <laughs> Gluttony. You eat everything you see. Eat everything you don't see. Some of y'all think about food right now instead of the food of the spirit. Right? Fornication. Y'all know what fornication is, right? Okay? Excessive. See, some people can fornicate, but some people get excessive. Some people can eat, but they eat all the time. They eat in the morning. Let me just put it like that. They eat when they're not even hungry. Am I lying on your body? Don't say nothing. And then we got, I mean, excessive. We got porn, porn in the morning, porn in the night. You know people that got fired at the jobs because at lunch they pointed. Y'all understand what? I know that's not a word yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they caught them in the lunchroom, masturbating. I, I mean, we're talking about lust of the flesh. Flesh say, I don't care what you, what you, my hope is you won't catch me. My hope is you won't see me. My hope is you won't know it. And, and they couldn't wait because it's excessive. Sexual immorality, lay with anybody. Lay with your sister, lay with your brother, lay with your mama. I mean, we're talking about sexual immorality. That, that's where we bypass what God says sexual relationships were supposed to be between a husband and a wife. Lustful desires. We, we, we're talking stuff today. Is it okay? Y'all breathing? Y'all take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Some of y'all not breathing. This side, they're breathing over here. Tim, check it look and see, see where they're breathing over on this side. <laughs> I mean Adam and Eve okay now God told Adam told Adam t- told the man of the house y'all can eat of anything I mean that's a whole bunch of stuff I mean they were in the garden that God designed y'all can eat anything in here but just don't touch that fruit don't, don't eat that fruit it's not an apple say not an apple 
the Bible says fruit, it means what? If it, it was an apple, it would have been. <laughs> so Eve, you know, she's looking around. But, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm telling y'all what happens. The lust of something, the lust of the flesh. So it's excessive. Anything that looks good, okay. So she looked at it. She said, hey. And I mean, the Bible even goes on to say that she looked at it and she was like, mm, that's nice. That's pleasant. So she grabbed it. And, and, and what we know about the man. See, people try to act like he wasn't around. He was right there because she handed it to him. So how could she hand what wasn't there? But who did God tell? Can I show you something? Is it okay to share with y'all? Okay, y'all ready? I'm going to ask y'all to put your seatbelts on. Put your seatbelts on. A woman that gets married wants a man that is decisive. She wants him to, to, she wants to be able to rest in who she is. And, uh, honey, what do you think we ought to do? I don't know. I let you know tomorrow, next week is not good enough. She's marrying a decisive man. A man that says, honey, let's pray. Let's get into the word. <laughs> Honey, let's go to church. She don't like to get up out of bed and go to church on Sunday and you still in the bed. Now, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about what the world says should be done. I'm talking about what God says should be done. She wants a decisive man, and I mean that. The child acting up, who's, who's supposed to correct the child? We know she could, but should she have to? Y'all okay? Y'all breathe nice? Yes, sir. The real deal. Can I tell y'all a secret about men? Men are real sensitive. We try to act tough, but we get our feelings hurt. But see, let me tell you about what men do when they hurt or when they're going through something. They go quiet. Am I talking to any man? Can I identify, rationalize? We'll go quiet now. I talk a lot. <laughs> I ain't lying about that. I talk a lot. I'm in counseling. I'm a counselor. So I'm going to talk about my stuff. But a lot of men, they go quiet. And when you ask them, is anything wrong? And they say, I'm okay. Okay? What are they? They okay. Because they processing their own way. See, men are like that. Is that okay? I'm just telling y'all a secret. So y'all want a better relationship? Listen to what I'm saying. They're going to eventually come out with it. Eventually. Might be a week or two. But they want to make sure that it's done. That is satisfied that they understand what they're trying to do. Okay? So, so, so when the husband's at a good level, talk to him. Say, honey, you know, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on when you get quiet? See, see a lot of times people don't think, after you get married, you're not supposed to talk. <laughs> you're supposed to spend time talking because how are you going to know the person? More. See, you, mar- you met a, mar- a version of them when you married them, but there's another version. I won't even premarital somebody, premarital counsel somebody unless they have had an argument. Because who they are when they're angry is who they really are. How long does your husband or your sp- your wife hold on to stuff? Is it years? Is it days? Is it hours? But a decisive husband will ask his wife what's going on. Honey, I noticed. Honey, I'm just checking on. 
Y'all make sure y'all breathe now, because I'm just telling you stuff. Yes, sir. I'm just telling you. Stop trying to make him like you. And he needs to not try to make you like him. A man is built this way and a woman is built that way. Okay? Y'all okay for me to go on? So, so, So Eve, Adam took the thing and did it. And they lost a lot. I mean, a lot. But, but, but let me take you to how Jesus dealt with lust of the flesh. So when, when, when this is uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, I'm, I'm starting to let y'all do more of your own reading. Okay? <laughs> so Satan, he, he, he took God, I mean Jesus, and he, he said, If you are the son of, of God, command these stones to become bread. Now, what, what spirit is on? Lust of the flesh? It, it appeals to everything, physical appetite and satisfaction. It's more than what you need. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So Jesus' answer to that temptation was the word. What's going to be your answer to temptation? The word. And once you speak the word, do what it says. I feel like I'm hollering. Am I hollering? Oh, I'm just a little loud. Okay, all right, just a little loud. Faith said I'm a little loud. That's all right, Faith, I'm with you. Now, let's look at the, the next category. So, so I'm just telling you how you're going to be tempted. One is going to be lust of the flesh. Next one, and I'm not saying it's going to happen in this order. Lust of the eyes. Everything that appeals to the eyes and sanctable demands. Tell you what Attraction, external attraction. That means you're going to see them from the outside. Your neighbor's wife. You got your own wife. Why are you looking at your neighbor's wife? But, but that's the lust of the eyes. I like how she look. I like how she dress. Uh, uh, men in, in the congregation, what could we say if we were looking at the, 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 the neighbor's wife? What else do you say you like about a woman that's not yours? Uh-oh. Okay, y'all not going to answer. Y'all going to ask. Okay. <laughs> Tamika, you see it, right? You see it? That was a test to see whether y'all can step into it. Okay. All right. But, but, but your neighbor's wife. But, but, but what else happened? Envy. Envying success. Somebody stand up here and give a testimony of how they got blessed, and you get envious of them. That's the lust of your eyes. Because you already see yourself in their position. Other people's talents and giftings. Your talent is this. Their talent is this. But you want their talents. You want their giftings. And the gadget, the latest gadget just came out. You got to get that one. The lifestyle. You look at somebody else in a certain neighborhood. You come by, somebody invites you to come over so they can show you how God and bless you. them. And then all of a sudden, you, you decide you want their house. See, see, but this thing is different when I'm talking about lust of the flesh. They want your house. They don't want the house down the street. They want the one you live in. They don't want a job. They want your job. They don't want another wife. They want your wife. And the satisfaction can only come from what they want. The lust of the eyes. They see it. They want it. Joseph betrayed Jesus for the pieces of silver. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 14 through 16. But check this out. Now, 
What, what, what's the guy's name? Judas. Judas. Now, he's with Christ. He sees the miraculous. He sees the impossible. He sees blind eyes open, deaf ears can hear, people walking on water. He sees all those things. But see, the lust of the eyes. I, I don't like this guy. I don't like what he's doing. He should be worth a lot. See, when we get into the lust of the eyes, we start to make deals. Deals with ourselves, others, and Satan. Satan, I tell you what, I, I, I'll see to it. I'll make sure. I invite them out, and I'll see to it that they don't get home at a certain time when, when they told me in advance what time they needed to get home. And so they rode with me. So I tell them, don't ride. You don't have to drive it. Go with me. Because you know what your plan is. You, you're jealous of them. But, 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 but this is what he did. Do this, what he did. He said, okay, tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go to the people that's in charge of the government system of that time. And so he, he goes to them and he said, I tell you what, I'll set Christ up so that you guys can get to him. But, but, but show me some money. So they started throwing out some money. And, you know, at that time they were big, big, you know, big, big coins, you know. And so he, he, he looked at it, and, he, and they threw out 30 pieces of silver. And the lust of his eyes, he said, that's more money than I ever had. And to get it all at once? So he turns Christ in, the lust of his eyes. He looked at the coins instead of looking at the sun. And all the things that Jesus had done for him in the midst of him, and he saw. And see, that's what I'm, I'm talking about, guys, about making adjustments with yourself. You can see things, and you not like what you see because it wasn't done the way you thought it should be done. So let's take a look at how Jesus, because I, I just want to, to compare the difference between how others looked at the situation and how Jesus looked at the situation. Who are we supposed to be following? Jesus. Still at Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. And here, here comes Satan again. I, I mean, think about it. Now, what's the longest, you, <laughs> what's the longest you've ever been without food? Doing the fast. And, and Reverend, you know, we had to change the fast because people, people got, uh, what's that word y'all use? Hangry. That's all. They, they got ugly. Miss Lee, they got ugly. We started out with the fast where you started with food and got all the way to water. And, and, and I'm telling you, they, they, boy, you're talking about <laughs> people listening to the word. <laughs> Man. So then we finally got to the point where, how we do it? You, you can eat what you want, just stop eating at a certain time. Y'all know some people still complain, don't you? Yeah, they do. That's us. <laughs> it, it, it can't get no simpler than that. <laughs> but let me tell you what Jesus does. Okay? Satan showed him all the kingdoms of the world. All things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. See, guys, there's a price to everything that you pay that's not in God. Sometimes the price is known, or sometimes the price is will be seen later. And so Jesus said, now we're talking about the lust of the, of the eyes. He said, all these things I give you if you fall down and worship me. He, he just showed them all the, the, the things that were available. Took them up on a tower so that he could look over and see. And this is what Jesus said. Go away, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. He had a word. He used the word. What's your word? Because, see, you've been tempted in, a lot, in the same area a lot of times. Am I lying on anybody? Ain't nothing, it's not new that's coming at you. It's the same thing. It's either going to be the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or lastly, the pride of life. 
That's the third category. It's designed for recognition. I don't care who I got to walk over to be the first. I, I want that power. I want that status. I want to be called doctor. Nothing wrong with going to school. Nothing wrong being called a doctor. But who are you? What are you willing to go over in order to get there? Status that exalts self over God and others. This is the, the pride of life. How many of y'all think people, which one of y'all think people operate the most in? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying include yourself in this one. Which one do you think? The lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life? Pride of life? Lust of the flesh? Lust of the eyes? Anybody else? Let's get to say something over on this side. <laughs> pride of life? Pride of life, okay. All right, so that's haughtiness, arrogance, pride. I am the best at what I do. I can't learn from you. You can't tell me anything because I know it all. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.